Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Uh, and people want to hate on him, but like, Matt Ryan was a generational talent. Like, say what you want. Oh, oh. The biggest comeback in Super Bowl history away from being Super Bowl champion, Matt Ryan, too. Brando. Hey, Pat, would you say Drew Brees or Matt Ryan is generational? Both. Both have MVPs. And John. Pat, I have a question right. for you. Is Cam Newton a generational talent? I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yes. No. I, it hurts me to say no. this. Absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. Look he has a Super Bowl look, MVP. Look, look at your, the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe oh. Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco elite. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, everybody, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Pat and Brando. It is Monday, November 6th. It is not a victory Monday for Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, TikTok, at Not Buff Podcast. We've had this discussion before, you know, post-Bills lost talk. We've had worse ones than these, you know, but like how we handle in this, is it, is it doom and gloom and fire and brimstone or are we trying to look on the bright side rest of the season? I'm pissed. <laughs> Sorry, I said that all loudly, right. but like all no, day long, good. I've been thinking about this, and I, I'm still ticked off about it. I'm real ticked off about it. And I should like, I picked the Bengals to win this game. I thought they were going to win this game. Shouldn't have been pissed. I'm still pissed. Like watching the game, I, I went in with like the lowest expectations we've had in a long time, and I'm still pissed. Pat, how you feeling? Uh, not not so great. Um, <laughs> no, that's I mean, it's all right. I had a student similar similar deal. Well, a student of age, he's he's like whatever, probably thirty years old. But he asked me what 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 I thought about betting the game, and I said, well, if you can bet the Bengals to cover the spread and on the money line, you should do that and hit them both. So hopefully, I'll have lunch for me tomorrow. Is probably <laughs> nice. the best, best case scenario. Um, yeah, but, yeah. What about you, John? How are you feeling? Yeah, uh, not great, Bob. I think we all we all respond different <laughs> in different ways, right? To this, like Brandon, I'm glad that you listened to a lot of stuff today. Because I try to listen to a, a lot of people that I respect to get their first takes before I overreact to anything. Guys like Joe Marino, the morning show on WGR. You know, I want to overreact to things and then I'll listen to people who watch the game differently and are smarter than me. And I'll be like, okay, you know, and I'll form a different. So I did none of that today. So be prepared for some some hot, if not like borderline takes here. But Brandon, I, I liked what you said earlier because that's how I felt. Where I went into this game with the lowest of expectations. What is it about this Bills team and how much we love it that I can go into a game and be like, they're going to lose. It's This is not a good matchup. 
They never played this team well over the last two years. I need to fully and completely. And before the season started, we chalked this game up as a loss. All of us, like when we were making picks for the season, we're like, if you're picking three, four, five losses this season, you're circling the Bengals as probably the most definitive one, even more than the Chiefs. This was, yeah. Well, the Jags was like, okay, this could definitely happen here, but more so than the Chiefs. I think what they. I think that still stands that they have a better chance of beating the chiefs than they did hundred percent the Bengals. So I'm like, why am I so frustrated during the game? And after the fact, I think because it was right there because there's these few critical things, the reasons why I think that they lost the game. So with that being said, I just want to know where you guys are at. Give me like one sentence, why they lost the game. No more than one sentence, like one, one to two things. One sentence. Why did, why did did they lose the game? The defense has every excuse in the book to be bad, and they're not. The offense has no excuse, and they're bad. All right, that's my that, one sentence. Well, what, I would what do my Chris Collinsworth? <laughs> I would do my Chris Collinsworth voice. I'd say, well, Josh Allen really shouldn't be running the ball. He's got his he's got his body on the line every week, and he really shouldn't be doing that. And then I watched the game yesterday. Jeez, I'll tell you what, this would be a great time right now, everyone, for Josh Allen to run the ball. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Third down defense was also bad, but it's whatever. So here's well, a guy. <laughs> think about this. The Bengals only scored on one of their last seven drives, six or seven drives. I have it written yeah, well, down. They have like three points in the second three half. Three second half points. The defense clawed and clawed and clawed. And they got punts. They got stops. But you know what? Sean McDermott On does. short fields, too. Short fields, too. Yep. Yes. He goes, run, run, timeout, two-yard completion punt, or run, run, sack. Or these, you know, these stupid play sequences. I don't know what it is. Even on the drives where they sustain it, right? We talked a lot about... They're getting, they're moving the ball, but they're not finishing or they have these yards gained and their offense is still not terrible, but it's like empty calories has been the word around Twitter today. And it's funny cause I'm doing my nutrition unit for health. So we're, we're real big into empty calories right now. I'm trying to teach kids what that what, is. What is an empty calorie? An empty calorie is like, <laughs> say if I have steak, potatoes and green beans, it's got 600 calories 40 grams of protein, 20 grams of carbs, and like two grams of sugars. Whereas if I have 600 gram or if I have 600 calories of Doritos and a soda, I have like all carbs, no protein, no vitamins, no nothing. It's all empty calories, right? Whereas this meal worth 600 calories is giving you everything that you need to survive and be healthy. This meal for 600 calories is all junk. And right now we're watching junk on the football field. The Bills, they're not even eating Doritos. They're eating the knockoff Doritos that don't have the cheese powder on them because they're (laughs) knockoffs because they suck. Those are called tortilla tortilla chips, Brandon. (laughs) Yeah, but they're like, you ever have all these Doritos where they're still... Yeah, Clancy's, bro. (laughs) Yeah, they're good, but they're just not the cheddar chomp that you want. You know, they're not the cheddar chomp that you want. But I was talking about it today with my students. I had this exact conversation and it's just... The empty calories, they come on these second down plays, right? The third and ones that we see these little sneaks on, just throw the ball. You know, we were watching the Eagles play the Cowboys and these third and one plays, they're taking shots down the field. They're running play action. They're moving Jalen Hurts. They're using 
Devonta Smith is as a weapon out of the backfield and third and one for the bills. It's like, okay, let's survive to first down. And it's like, then on first down, they're not taking a shot. It's just the sequencing and the play calling. It's so clunky. And you have this awesome arsenal and they're just, they're just like afraid. It looks, they're afraid. They have just chewed up every ounce of aggressiveness and they've just played so conservative. The third and ones, the second and shorts, it's just so killer. And then I don't even want to open the can of worms about the timeouts. Like the challenge was not a bad challenge. I think it clearly hits his hands, but it's so ticky tacky with those stupid little turf pebbles. Anybody that like uh, plays sports on those stupid turf fields where those pebbles just come up, like it looks like the ball hits his hands and comes in, but you can't have any undisputable evidence. So and the fact that it was a first down and it was only for eight yards just go run a second down pass play that I, picks I, up I, eight that yards. Was th- that, that was my thought. Yes. Like you're mad Especially that towards the end of the game. Like, you know, I, I don't know. You're mad that it's not second and two. So you can run the ball. If there's any team defense, like this is a team that Cincinnati's defense is not amazing when it comes to total yards, total points, things like that. But they are yep. so clutch on third down in impact plays and in high leverage situations. They're not a team that that can stop you yards wise, but they're a team that can absolutely sack you in critical moments, get a fumble. You know, that happened obviously too with Kincaid, but I like the one sentence for me is like, stop running on the first play of your needed drive. Like don't, if you want to run on a drive and slow it down, fine, but get that first, first down first for God's sake and don't run on second and long. Because if you're running on second and long, you're playing for third and short. And third downs play right into the hands of the Bengals defense. That's what they're great at. That's where you were going to struggle in this game. You know, you were the best on your first drive when you weren't even getting to third down in the first place. Mm -hmm. Two plays, first down, you know, one completion. You know, I'd rather take three shots at an 11-yard completion than have James Cook Cook get stuffed once, uh, five-yard out, and then third and five, and you're in a you're in a high pressure situation. Like you, you take a penalty sequencing, or something like that, and it gets pushed it pushes you back. Exactly, more. exactly. So the other part about that, John, it was so funny. So I have two different quotes here. Before the game, when they're doing the rapid fire analyst keys to the game, right before it cuts to the game, Tony John Tony Dungy comes on and he's like, "Whoever runs the ball better will win." And I just look at the TV and I was like, I literally spit my life water out. The vitamin water, dragon fruits, delicious. I like spit it out of my mouth. I was Top like, tier. somebody paid this guy to say this. And I'm like, <laughs> you have the two best quarterbacks in the league, three of the 10 best wide receivers in the league. And you're going to say whoever runs the ball better is going to win this game. Like on you, Tony Dungy and Sean McDermott. Well, but, but, but the question is, the question is, let's, let's see here though. Who had more rushing yards in the game? Not that it matters. <laughs> well, can I read something to you? Can I read something to you that makes me like freak out? It makes me freak out. And it's a quote. And okay, it starts with Josh Allen. This was in their post game conference. They talked about confidence in the team and they talked about the inconsistency, rhythm, and lack thereof on offense. And this comes from Josh Allen first. Quote Just find a way to get into a rhythm, come out on the opening drive, had some success moving the ball, obviously hit a lull there, dude, you hit a huge lull. Uh, anyways, in order to win, you've got to stop yourself from losing. And we didn't do that tonight. Then when McDermott comes on, 
He was complaining about the lack of running the ball, and it caught his attention. Quote, I think we ran the ball eight times, maybe, with the running backs. Not that you're going to go 50-50, totally balanced, but at least having a threat of being two-dimensional, end quote. And it's just like, dude, dude, you, you, you can't be living on another planet. Anybody that's watching this game, it's just like the delusion behind it is upsetting me to the point. That's why I'm pissed. And to that point, too, I did look it up, and the Bills did have more rushing yards. The Bengals won the game with 54 total rushing yards. So if if you're the Bengals, are you not thanking your lucky stars every single time Josh Allen turns around and hands it off to James Cook? Yep. You're like, cool, cool. I know this isn't going to be 30 yards. I know this isn't going to be 11 yards. I know this isn't going to be seven yards because they were great at stuffing the run up front. You know, our offensive line for they've been good this year, better in pass protection than run blocking, obviously. But I don't know. I I think that running the ball in this type of game was just a gift to Cincinnati. It it was just, it was just a gift. It's like who, and I kind of tweeted about this, but like, who the F cares if you're balanced, if you can't stay on the field? Yep. Balance, balance is for schmucks because balance looks at things like schmucks. John says, schmucks. okay, good word. Sorry. If you can't stay on the field, like, like do what works for you. Do what's working. Who the F cares if it's Literally. running the ball or throwing the ball? Like there is no, you don't get a little pin at the end of the game for balance because you ran this many plays or you did this and all that stuff is secondary because when you're thinking about balance, you're thinking about, okay, if I want to limit drives, I want to run time off the clock. And you know, if I run time off the clock, everyone will have less drives. If I think the other offense is more high powered than I like, I get that mentality, but all that stuff is secondary because if you look at a drive and you're like, Okay, did we score or did we not score? That's number one. Who the F cares and how what, much time you took? times yesterday you say, Who? no, we didn't. Right. You, you never look at a touchdown drive and then complain after the fact, oh, that drive was only three minutes because we were throwing the ball instead of running it and making it a 12-minute drive. Unless like, you're Matt cool, Canada like, who right. calls a run play, Kenny Pickett checks out of it and throws an 80-yard bomb, and Matt Canada stands there like, I hey, Well, all I can say is Matt Canada's record this year is significantly better than, uh, well, Kenny Dorsey. I wouldn't say so. significantly. I'd say it's about <laughs> one game better. <laughs> but, yes. And the win-loss column, yeah, no. Well, and John, like, so... It's frustrating because we're so close. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you have something to say here. No, that's I'm, what like, I was going to say. I'm, I'm not on the fire Dorsey train. I want to criticize him, but I'm not like let's get rid of Dorsey because he does a lot of things. Well, this bill's offense is consistently highly ranked and we have high expectations as fans, obviously. So that taints our opinion a little bit, but it's just, it's so close on these little decisions. And I don't, I don't know. It is, this really does feel like a McDermott meddling on this one, the way that he addressed things in the press conference. And I only saw like clips of it, but anyway, Brandon, he I'm had sorry. another quote to that's going to make you, lose your lid like it made me lose my lid and somebody asked him what's the difference in the offense today why did you not go more up tempo after it worked last week against tampa bay and he said we tried to do something different with our offense today why and i'm like what the hell sean like come well, on this it- is this is exactly the point that i was trying to make last week when we were talking about this because i'm like i'm worried that mcdermott is going to be like 
ignore the past success of that and be like, well, I'd rather do it this way. It's like the you don't have the luxury of choosing how you want to do things if there's only one way, maybe not even that, that works. If if it's working this way, you know, you're not and you are not so much better than the other team across the field that you can choose how you want to do it if something's working. Because again, yeah. all that stuff is secondary to actually just getting down the field and scoring a touchdown. If you do zero runs the entire game, nobody's going to compare. You know, nobody gives a shit if you're balanced or not. The Bills, all they had to do was score four touchdowns in this game, and they've done that on many occasions, and that would have been enough. Like even well, you with know, your depleted defense. In sixteen of their last sixteen games, in their last sixteen games, they've only scored twenty-five or more points eight times. No, and sorry. How, how many? Sorry, they've had less than 25. They've had 25 or less points in nine games in their last 16. So about half the so time they have less than 25 points? That's, that's two sounds, more than half the time. So that's like 60% of the time. So I don't know. Nine, I've, nine I, out of 16 is, yeah, yeah. I, I've gotten to the point today where I think Sean McDermott is, there's a bomb in his hand and it could blow this whole thing up because... If you, okay, you do blame McDermott or do you blame Dorsey? If you don't blame Dorsey, then you're going to have another Dorsey, Dable, like Dable McDermott butting heads, right? If you don't blame Dorsey, if you are, are if, you're do, if you're taking that side of it, then you're going to have Sean McDermott here meddling with something that was awesome. And the players are going to take absolute notice of it. And that's how you lose a room. That's how you lose a locker room. It's why you lose players to free agency. It's why you... Don't get better when you lose a room like that. Or Sean McDermott's employing this guy, Ken Dorsey, and doesn't have the kahunas to say, Ken, you're not doing a good job. See you later. And then that's Josh Allen's guy. Ken is Josh Allen's guy. Right? Handpicked this, handpicked that. And then you got another way to lose the room to say, hey, I'm firing a guy that my players, I think it's a lose-lose. We are screwed. You know, I no, I could get real off the rails here. I just, I have such well, Brandon, a terrible Brandon, feeling. As someone about that this. works in administration and managing people, that is, that is the case. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's a, it's a very tough line to walk, <sighs> like an extremely tough line to walk. And I think, like you said, the main thing, just just looking at this from a basic mid tier community college administrator perspective, um, <laughs> would just be the fact that there is that power struggle to start. And I feel like it, yep. if you point. know. I think that's the main thing is that there is some sort of power struggle happening here. And it's not like you ever had, I mean, it's a terrible example, but you never had Charlie Weiss or Josh McDaniels being like, well, actually Bill Belichick, I'm going to do it this way. Like, you know, there's just kind of this understanding, like you said, that there was some autonomy that went into having people be successful. So you just, you can't sit there and it's just the body of work, right? If ah, you, Sean McDermott, you got to open your eyes, dude. Like you got to. And and if you're such a defensive guru and you love your defensive side of the ball, which he did good. He he called a good game yesterday. Again, the defense has every excuse to not perform and they're still performing. But you cannot have this body of work watching the offense light it up. Like the offense clearly has to help the defense here. Stay on the field a little bit longer, score some points here because the defense is giving you everything that they have from the third and fourth linebackers and the third and fourth corners and your third and fourth D tackles. And you're old as 
safeties who look old now. So no offense to both of them. I love them both. But our window is like this much open. If you want to call about this window closing, we have our fingers stuck in that window that is slammed out. And Sean McDermott is like pushing the pain down. I think he's pushing that window down and Josh Allen's like hunched down there with it on his back. And another thing about this is you, uh, Josh Allen went on the Tom Brady podcast. He went on with Tom Brady and Brady's like, you know, you have to run Josh. Like, you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I see my players out there. They're giving it their all. I want to give it my all yada, yada, yada. But then when he's like in post game with Sean McDermott, Allen's like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to do my role in the offense. And and it's just like there, there was two different personas in the two different answers that he gave. And it's like when he's with Tom, it's just Josh. It's just Josh being Josh. He's being himself. But when he's in one Bills drive and he's got the cloak of the hand of coach on him, he has to give the coach speak. And it's just this is not good to mess with some young man's head like this. You drafted a stallion ride it through the through the planes man like go do it because you're gonna be old and not be able to do it at one point and we are there like von miller ah just in position to make the play doesn't do it trey white's gone matt milano two broken legs coming back hide and Poyer hanging on to dear life it's just our window we have a the third oldest roster in the nfl and if you don't do something different right now then we could see something nuclear happening here. And that's, I really hope it doesn't happen. And, and I'm sorry if I'm being dramatic, but that's just, I'm pissed. Like I said, well, the good news is on the way to the plains where Sean McDermott is going to ride Josh Allen, uh, they're stopping in Colorado. So playing the Broncos this upcoming week. I'm sorry, the Broncos are coming to Buffalo. Never mind. That whole metaphor yeah. doesn't well, make well, sense. John, what, did, what did <laughs> we say? What did we say three weeks ago though, about this game? The, the you Broncos remember what game? I told you? Do you remember what I told you? What did you say? I'm trying to remember. I said, it might have been ended it out, but I said, if we lose to the Broncos, I will not watch this team for the remainder of the year. But, um, <laughs> yes, that was likely edited out. <laughs> Are you worried at all? They're coming off of a bye week. They've played Russ was at the Nuggets game. He seemed like he was doing pretty well. I saw I'm not there. worried. I, I shouldn't be worried about the Broncos. But this is a game where you could definitely go off the deep end if they lose. Like, Oh, my God, if they lose this game. But. It, it, here's the thing. It's like, even at five and five after that game next week, like it's not like playoffs are impossible after that. The, the Mar- it's so Mar- close to impossible though. Two games back five AFC losses. You're, you're sitting at third in your division. Probably. I don't know, man. I like, we are in 2014 Buffalo bills land right now. We are hunting season just open and we're in the hunt again. Like, this is a joke. It's a joke. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so See, I'm, mad. I, I'm less I'm less upset about about the record because we all knew going into this week that they could come out five and four. You know, like how they lost the game is what made me mad. But at five and four, like that's still better than the seven and six because we're two games earlier on in the season than they were in twenty twenty one when but they we went had on that. Such a run. softball schedule to end the season that year. Brandon? Brandon? I look at that run of teams that they had. They had San Francisco. Backup they did have some easy games. Backup quarterback, yes. Backup quarterback. Go through this. San list. Francisco. Okay, in twenty twenty one. Denver. Yes. Denver. Trevor Denver. Simeon. Denver. Trevor Simeon. New England uh, again with Cam or rookie Mac. Yeah, I so can't remember that one. Not a good quarterback. Uh, it was, it was that we almost lost that game too. Um, you had Miami. You had the Falcons. With, Miami with the. Um, Brian Flores, 
Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Which were not bad that year. They missed the playoffs because of that game. Who else was on that list? It was a streak Falcons. of six games. Chargers Falcons, also. Jets. Chargers or Justin Herbert was just coming into his own. They were really yeah. good that year. I just, but. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't feel good. I, I haven't felt this low about the Bills in a long time. And you know what else? Do you want to, John, uh, not to be the the downer of all Debbies here, but we talk about the Dolphins not having won a game against a, a team with a winning record. Yes. And so, like, what's the Bills' best opponent? They've beat the Dolphins, right? The, the Dolphins! The only winning team the Bills have beat is the Dolphins! Oh, I'm going to freak out! Oh. All right. Well, you're freaking out over the transversive property that we obviously can't apply to this because, you know, what God. the Bills lost to the Patriots and the Patriots beat whoever and this person beat that team and stuff like that. And the Commanders beat the Patriots this past week. Yeah, so, bad pick yeah. for me then, too. I, I feel like I can put my finger on exactly what went wrong with this game and whether, whether McDermott sees that without it with not looking through a lens and can correct it and realize that it might be the error in his own ways. That's a different story, but it's definitely in contrast to what I think the last year's playoff game was, which was just a total and utter beat down by a superior opponent. This was too, I mean, look at the first three drives of the game and you thought, these offenses are, the, you know, some of the best offenses in the NFL, and it's going to be whoever blinks first. And not only did the Bills blink, they like closed their eyes and crossed the took road. A nap. Like they took a it nap. was, yep. it, well, yeah, they just took their foot off the gas, and not only that, like pulled the emergency brake. Uh, and I don't know why they did it. I don't know in the name of balance, like for what. For what? So you can run a couple more seconds off the clock? I just, I don't get it. Stupid. And the other so. thing is, I felt like this was going exactly like the playoff game. Joe Burrow was putting it exactly where he wanted it. They got yards on us. They had short fields. We we got a couple punts, but we stopped them one more time than we did in the playoff game. That was it. We had one more stop. They had jo- Joe Burrow through for a ton of yards. T. Higgins made... We we had zero production from our number two receiver, and their number two receiver goes off for over a hundred, and just made our defense look silly. If we're not trying to sign T Higgins in the offseason, like right now, Gabe Davis, love you, buddy, but you're coming back five million a year to block third receiver. Give that money all to T Higgins. You added Dalton Kincaid and Osiris Torrance, two hit draft picks, and you got worse on offense, and you got worse. So. I don't know. It reminded me I'm sitting there watching the game last night and I'm like, this is the playoff game. As soon as it got to be 14, seven and we went run, run sack punt. It was like, this is it. I I was, I know it's overreacting again. I was just, I'm pissed, man. I was pissed at how, how it all, how it all happened. I don't know. And then you, you finally get some momentum and poor Dalton Kincaid. I texted Nizzy right as Dalton fumbled. I'm like, this guy is balling out right now. I hope his usage does not even get cut at all for a, for one snap because of that fumble. And that's just how Sean McDermott does it, right? You fumble, you're done in the Sean McDermott system. So I don't know. I'm just pissed, man. I'm pissed. Yeah. I I can only hope like I, like I just was kind of saying to, to add on to that in the context of Dalton Kincaid that Sean McDermott, and his ego and his id, and I'm going to mix those things up. So, Pat, feel free to correct me. You probably have this down better than I do. 
But those Sean two just forces wants to bang his mom and kill his dad. And his tracks, right? That's, that's where you're that His oh, I don't know. His super ego and his id are going at it, and I hope that he comes out of this and looks inward instead of like, well, you know. In critical plays, we didn't execute because that's the boilerplate. And a lot of times that's true, but I don't think that that was this game. Like if a couple of critical plays swayed their way, it could have changed the outcome of the game. But how many games can you say that about? Like almost all of them. Everyone. It was just like you could have done a couple more things right. And and just like passing the ball instead of running the ball in critical moments. I I felt like that was that was it. Like you could have gone up and down in the field on this team like you did the first drive and like they were doing to you. You know, it's. I don't know. There's but. there's a, such a good quote, and I'm sure we've probably talked about it before on here, but I talk about it with my students also. But like, if you were given, well, we, I guess we did talk about it. You know, if you're given your dream car, you need to know how to drive it. If you're given your dream job, are you prepared to have it? Are you going to be successful in it? And Sean McDermott got a head coaching job, and then he got the quarterback. He had the staff all around him, Brian Dable. He had a young core, a young nucleus. And his track record is he was not prepared to have it, I think. I don't know. And, like, I've defended this guy. I like Sean McDermott. You've watched him grow. But we, I was listening to the nightcap tonight, and they're talking about how a generational mistake is 13 seconds with the Chiefs. It's generational. We will have it. We win three division titles, and maybe that's our four falls of the Super Bowl for this generation. Right, we didn't go. We didn't make it to four Super Bowls, but we won three division titles. And then we, the one Super Bowl we were going to win, we blew it on uh, on the greatest gaff in NFL history to blow it like the way that we did in the greatest football game ever played. We blew it, and it was coaching that blew it. You have such a small window, and it was blown. So he got his dream job. He got to the pinnacle of what he needed to be, and he blew it. And I think we're watching it happen. Again and again, you get to the game, you get to get revenge against these guys and you blow it. I just, Brandon, I have two things that might make you feel better. And this is almost me convincing myself in this moment because I have a lot of the same feelings as you. One one thing that it's like kind of, I don't know if this will make you feel better or not make you feel better, but say they win 13 seconds. We all kind of chalk that up as like, yeah, they could have beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, Right. But before that was playing Cincinnati. And after the last couple games i think we have a better idea of how this team matches up against cincinnati and it's well, not good we haven't played Still. cincinnati at home well actually no that's we played them at home last year oh yeah i guess there's really no yeah <laughs> but still yeah, we yeah. lose then we lose to the better team that's, and joe joe burrow is a stud of them all studs like he's a stud they, of a stud. they came out and they beat the chiefs like their cincinnati's yeah. defense wasn't great quote unquote but they figured out a way in that second half against kansas city in the playoff game to hold them to three points by doing a three man rush. And obviously apples to oranges, it's not transversive property here, you know, but or transitive property or whatever it is. Anyway, second thing to make you feel better is that this better be as bad as it gets for the season, but the story of the season, like isn't totally written yet where we just passed the halfway point of the season. And if these are the biggest lumps that the bills will take this year, and huge statistically, deal. if you're like, okay, where are we going to distribute the hardships of this season? I think we've had enough that I think we're due to not have them the rest of the way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, can I say something? Can I respond? 
You yeah. know what? That sounds like it comes from somebody that's about to get punched in the face. Like, it, <laughs> like, I, uh, like I'm already down bad. You know what? Nothing else bad is going to happen to me. And boom, here comes a how do you How do you think the 2000 Giants, seven Giants were feeling after they started the season? zero and two. Do you think they were like, we're winning the Super Bowl this year? You know, how do you think the 27 Eagles felt when they weren't nine and one after 10 games in the season? Or something like that. And they know, lost their quarterback. Different. And they'd lose their starting quarterback in the playoffs. Like, and their coach changed everything to fit how they want to play. And he was just like, we're going to throw it because we have to. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to do here's it. Here's the thing, no, too. No it's ego. like the team that we're watching isn't the same. It's, it, you know, for how different teams are year to year, they're different within the same year. And it's not yeah. just the players. Obviously, the play, the lineup is going to be different. We had two new players that hadn't even been on the Bills playing significant snaps in this game. So that's something right there. But it's also, you know, your scheme evolves. Your decision-making evolves throughout a season. This team that we're watching right now is not the same team that's going to go into the playoffs. Just like the team that dominated earlier down the stretch last year was not the same team that played the Bengals last year and got walloped on their home field. Yeah. So This team might also not make it into the playoffs. It might not. I, I I don't know, but I just you know we, we got Josh Allen on the roster. Bottom line, I mean, I, I, I mean, statistically speaking, if you're looking at an NFL roster in the course of two years, more than two thirds of that roster will be turned over anyway. So yeah. if that's a testament to anything, then maybe we're holding on to players too long. So that could be another topic for another day, which could be very valid. But the loyalty, you know, it gets complicated with that. I'm never gonna hate on. The hate is not for Brandon Bean, and that's Brandon Bean's department, I think, because Brandon Bean assembled assembled the Avengers, and the Avengers lost. You know, <laughs> they just they weren't good enough. The world they ended. lost to Cincinnati so. in a regular season game <laughs> where they weren't favored. Like I I'm, just, I'm speaking I in in wholesome. I, I'm th- I'm bringing 13 seconds, and the Bengals lost together. Right, well, why, why don't we have some okay. laughs here, Brando? We'll, we'll try. We should, oh, help we'll try, me. We should. Help me out we of this, guys. Ugh. Can I can I say one more thing too? Of course, please. If we were Let's see. How many games in the season are we? Nine. That was just week nine. If we were nine and oh right now, that still wouldn't mean. Shit. I'll just say it like this season could have gone picture perfect. And so much of the season is still in front of you that we'd be flying high. But that, you know, it, it does. It doesn't matter until it matters. The only game that really matters in a season is the last one. I was gonna say the next for one. every single team. The only game that really matters is the last one, unless you just missed out on the playoffs by a ton. So, well, to anyway. your point, also, John, the defense has played like it should be eight and one or seven and two, anyways. So there's yeah. hope there. Uh, I'm just I'm mad. I'm mad. Right? Today. It's like the, I'm mad the, and sad. The other, if we all think that the roster is good on offense, right? They've got a good yeah. roster of offensive players that aren't paying, playing up to their potential. Kincaid. That's a lot better than the 2017 Bills, where you're like, we're getting every single drop of sweat out of this roster. Like, this is as good as it's going to get. Like, Kyle Orton is playing as much, you know, th- this is like 2016, 2015. We're going back a little bit farther for that team. But, you know, this we also team has paying Kyle Orton 50 million a year. <laughs> Yeah. that's that's well that's and, true. and well and i mean off the record you know what my dad said would be the only thing worse than the bills not making the playoffs this year is that if josh allen has like a matthew stafford situation what where he that's dark <laughs> what gets hurt yeah. like leaves request a trade yeah and, then, yeah and then just balls out somewhere else but we, i, I don't think that's good. josh allen's untradeable <laughs> with this contract i want to say the dead cap hit is 
like a hundred million dollars. No, but he was just saying a couple of years from now, if that happened, that would be, that would be absolutely the worst case. He was like, well, it could be that, that would be the absolute worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, at least the Sabres are really good and off to a hot start, right? (laughs) So anyway, we got to get a break in before we get to quotes with Pat. So let's do that really quick. And we'll be back with some, uh, some laughs on the other side. Stick with us. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Guess what, Bills fans? It's time for Quotes with Pat. Unfortunately, the guys at Not Another Buffalo podcast are either too lazy or too cheap to hire someone to record their stupid intros, so they decided to use me. To be honest, this constitutes labor without pay and raises some serious ethical questions. Anyway, here's some f***ing quotes. See if you can guess who said it. All right. It's like if you were taking Spanish all year and you showed up on a Wednesday and someone told you, Actually, now you're taking AP Spanish, and you're going to have an AP French exam on Sunday. But someone's going to walk you through the answers to that French exam in Spanish. Oh, man. This is a coach? No. Can you, can you, it's can like you, you were taking... Split? Yeah, give it, give it one more time. It's like you were taking Spanish all year, and you showed up on a Wednesday, and someone told you, now you're taking AP Spanish. And also, you have an AP French exam on sand on Sunday, but someone's going to walk you through the answers to that French exam with you in Spanish. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess Josh Dobbs. That was, that was a good guess. Yeah. Nice. That's a good, nice. that's good. Yeah. Because that but makes he, sense. He got that thrust into action this past Sunday after, yeah. I don't even know who was the, the name of the kid who was starting for Minnesota before he had to go in kind of as the uh, emergency backup quarterback, but did it's you crazy. know he has a they degree got the win in too, didn't they? Didn't they win? Yeah, they did. They did. Last play or well, last drive of the game. Yeah, five and four now. He has a degree in aerospace engineering. What? He was like That's extremely so cool. articulate. Like I was sitting there listening to the interview, and I was like, "This man is too smart to be in the NFL." But yeah. super cool. <laughs> the fact that in the huddle, O'Connell's like, "Okay, this X receiver, you know, you're farthest out to the right. He's going to run a drag. Your Y receiver is going to run a slant." Tight end has an option route, and he has to explain that in 20 seconds to his guys. That's crazy. And, and give me the ball when I say hut three times. And, it's just, 
every play having to do that and then to to think about it it's just so much processing and i that's amazing and it's such such a cool thing that he did man that's uh that's bill belichick's dream is getting that much communication over the uh the headset so we can pick it up on his ham radio that he's got in his pocket inevitably well in new england on that those radios are going out in the huddle yeah i was gonna say they don't work in new england so it's a good thing they weren't playing there he would have been screwed Anyway, Pat, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, you guys are straight. Um, blank sheet. We write our own script. You guys know how that goes. Somebody that won that shouldn't have won. Is this uh, is this a Commanders player? No. Say, uh, quick little. Quick this guy's gonna be a treasure trove. He will be. He will be on quotes with Pat. Numerous times. I've watched several interviews with this man and I am just Coach from the Raiders. I'm, Pierce. What's his what's his first name? What's his first name? John Super Hall. Bowl champion. Not Alec it's not Pierce, Landon not Pierce. Damian Pierce. Um close. Antonio. Antonio Pierce, yes. Nice. Nice. I Googled yes. it. He 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 oh my god, this guy was hilarious. I was listening to some of his uh post game stuff. He was he's quite funny. Hopefully they don't uh do a Rick uh uh, pista- I keep on and calling Rick Pistachio. Rick Pistachio. <laughs> yeah, I I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Well, that would be a travesty. But he's from Compton too, which is really cool. Like he grew up like he's a lifetime Raiders fan. Like it's his dream to coach the Raiders, and now that's he's pretty doing cool. it. So did you see that's why Mark Davis gave him the job? Really? He's like in the the whole story, Pat. You might not have John. I don't. I'm sure you probably read something about this, but. How in the actually. locker room they gave Mike McDaniel opened up a vent session for his players to all they're like say anything oh, you want. I saw the no Jay Glazer clip. Yeah. Yep. No holds back. And the players got so out of control ripping Josh McDaniel's system that McDaniels tapped Antonio Pierce to say, Hey, can you say something to like reel these guys in? He didn't do it himself. He delegated this to Antonio Pierce and Antonio Pierce said when we were with the 2007 Giants we had to learn that we could win every game and we had to believe it ourselves we had to go into every week knowing that we could beat the other guy that we had confidence in our staff that we had confidence in our players that we had confidence in our execution that we feel that we could win every game and that galvanized the players and Josh McDaniels this schmuck as we call him, goes wow. up to Antonio Pierce, doesn't say thank you for galvanizing the locker room, doesn't say, hey, that was good. He says, don't ever speak illy of the Patriots like that again. And Mark Davis heard about this and said, I want Antonio Pierce coaching this team. He believes this team can win games. He loves the Raiders. And he fired whatever the schmuck's name is. I'm not even going to say it. Those of you who had over two and a half schmucks in this episode, please make sure you cash your ticket at the exit. <laughs> what a crazy that's story. A, a grown-ass man says that. I couldn't Josh believe Josh McDaniels it. just doesn't seem... Well, and, like, I guess my thing with, like, Josh McDaniels... Because don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm accustomed to failure. We're all accustomed to failure. But, like, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like Josh McDaniels <laughs> got that job because... Like, I feel like he got the job, too, because he just, like, straight up was just like, yeah, I was a terrible head coach in Denver. I was really bad. 
I was really bad in Denver. I don't think I'll be that bad again. But just so you know, I was a really bad head coach in Denver. Probably won't happen again. It's and it's he so made crazy. it 26 <laughs> games both times. It was like 25 games and 26 games. Can I can I give you guys like a music industry comparison here without sounding like too much of a d- A lot of people in my field are engineers who come up as interns in bigger studios, right? And so as interns and sometimes as like junior engineers, you'll get a credit on a big record that you got to work on working underneath somebody else who did it. And this could be anybody who was just running coffee to whoever was setting up the studio beforehand or something like that. And a lot of these guys turn around and then try to become mixers or big engineers and they'll tout all these big credits that they have and they stink at mixing. Like there's a couple of guys that I know off the top of my head that are like that, that have these huge like Justin Bieber credits on their website and stuff like that. And they just, they're not good at mixing. And that's Josh McDaniels. He's got the Tom Brady resume. He was with a successful offense and worked with Tom Brady. And obviously that skill set doesn't always translate to being a head coach or running other people offenses, other people's offenses where you're not working with the greatest quarterback of all time. And it's just, I don't know how people didn't see that sooner. You know, with the Broncos thing was strike one, the Colts issue and that whole situation was strike two. And then, you know, leave it to uh, what's his name, Mark Davis, to give you your third chance in the NFL. He likes third chance head coaches. Maybe he thinks that that's a thing or something like that with Gruden, too. But I don't know. Talk about wildness. Looking back at hindsight, two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, had two of the biggest schmucks in their ears with Adam Gase and Josh McDaniels <laughs> for years. And they got millions of dollars off of it. Well, well, well Adam Gase was only there with Peyton in, in Denver towards the end. And I yeah, feel like did, that was did you see what, did, you, did, you, did you see what Peyton Manning did in Denver? I mean, yes. He, he also won the Super Bowl throwing more interceptions than touchdowns, though. I mean, he also, I think the, the year before he threw 60 touchdowns in a season, right? Well, he broke the record or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. Yeah, I just, but. I can't, I couldn't believe it. So I don't know. It's crazy. Those of know. you who had the alternate line for schmucks <sighs> over six and a half, cash your plus 800 <laughs> bet at the door before you leave. <laughs> it's just the story of this world we live in, man. People get jobs because they know people and they suck at them. It's in every industry and anywhere in the world. And it's just gets exposed in the funniest ways possible. So yeah, I just I never want not to if be you're one of not if you're people. a Raiders yeah. fan, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. no, we had plenty of that going around Buffalo during the drought for sure. But all right, sorry we went overtime on that one a little bit, but uh, I had some good conversations and uh, always good catching up with you guys. I always feel, feel better, better. talk after talking to you guys <laughs> and just like just letting some gas out for lack of a better term, not not in like a. Not like a Brando kind of way there, but you know, everybody does it. You know, everybody does it. I just do it more than everybody. So, and and I mean, props to Adam Gase for getting us at least two of those division titles, right? You know, yeah, it's true. true. (laughs) Come back anytime. (laughs) All right, you guys know Uh, where to find us on uh, Twitter and all those things at Not Buff Podcast. We'll be back on Friday to do our game picks and Brando's bets coming off of a win there. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, games game picks weren't that good. We barely cashed the the Brando's bet. Barely. Uh, wait, wait. It was Josh Allen had a run of eleven yards, and we had an over ten and a half prop on his longest rush. So, so it was tally close. site. What Buffalo Rumblings uses for game picks through their website, their mm-hmm. over under for that was eleven and a half. 
So I picked Ooh. it and I missed that one. Oof. Well, 10 and a half is what we listed on Brando's bets. So Woo. got the win back to four and five. One more to get to 500. All right. Like I said, we'll be back on Friday. Until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.